Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. Today, I'm bringing you a very special Valentine's Day-inspired episode. While today's guest has accomplished some things that I usually cover on this show, such as publishing a book and getting national publicity, the reason why I wanted to talk to her, especially this week, is because she's one of the kindest and most selfless people I've ever met. I hope that her story inspires you to share love and joy with everyone you interact with. As women in the pet industry, we're an extra compassionate group, and we can use our influence to make other people's and pets' lives better. Before we get into the interview, I want to remind you that this February, I'm asking you to share how much you love this podcast by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. At the end of the month, I'll pick one reviewer to win a $50 gift card to the Wear Wag Repeat shop. To leave a review, just open the podcast app on your iPhone. It's a purple icon. Search for Wear, Wag, Repeat. Click on the photo of me and Lucy, then scroll down towards the bottom where you'll find reviews. I promise it really only takes a few minutes. I will love you for it, and you could win a fabulous prize. All right, now on to this extra special interview. When a doctor told Lily Smartelli lung disease would cut her life short, she realized she may never have the big Italian wedding she always dreamed about. While she traveled, worked as a nurse, and even donated a kidney to a friend, she never really found the man of her dreams. Then she realized the man of her dreams wasn't actually a man at all. Her faithful companion, Bernie the rescue dog, was the only guy she knew who she could always count on and who loved her unconditionally. She started dreaming up fanciful wedding scenarios where Bernie stood in for the groom. Her imaginative wedding visions inspired The $5 Dog Wedding, a heartwarming book about life, love, and true friendship. Her story and wedding plans with Bernie were recently featured in the New York Times, and she has a special Valentine's Day celebration planned for this year. Hi, Lily. Hi. I'm so excited to have you on, and um, this is very timely because um, this episode comes out the day before Valentine's Day, so it's all about love, and um, as we have both found, dog love is the best kind. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) So um, last weekend, uh, or two weekends ago, I guess now, your story was featured in the New York Times in actually a really long, detailed, awesome article that that told your whole story. And it was such a wonderful story that my dad actually emailed it to me because we we were just recently invited, my dogs and I were invited to a dog wedding. And I was telling my dad about it. And then he saw your article pop up and he is like, oh my God, dog weddings <laughs> are everywhere. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I, I think it really, I think it caught his eye, or at least when he forwarded it to me, the, the first couple of lines caught my eye because um, it said that you had envisioned a big Italian wedding for yourself, um, you know, as you were a child. And coming from an Italian family, I can totally relate to that. You know, there's a certain vision that you expect to get out of your life. 
and yes, and being an Italian daughter of an Italian immigrant, you expect the big Italian wedding, the traditional <laughs> with the with the tarantella and all the food and dancing and laughing. And that's so cute that your dad saw that, though, because well, my, my dad has passed away, but he was an Italian immigrant. And if, <clears throat> I just keep thinking if he was here, he'd probably be laughing his head off at all of this stuff. <laughs> Hopefully not crying. <laughs> No, I think he would be very proud of you because I'm just, I'm proud to even be talking to you because you've, you've taken sort of a, um, a difficult situation, which is this diagnosis that you have and you've found, you know, the light and the love and the humor in everything and turned it around completely into being something that, you know, not necessarily, you know, benefits you by having this celebration with Bernie, but also you're, you're doing amazing work raising awareness and funds for other causes too. First of all, um, when you get a diagnosis like that, and I'm 55, well, one of the first things you think of, at least I, for me, um, was, oh my gosh, what haven't I done in my life that I really, really want to? And I feel very fortunate that I've been able to do a lot of things that I've wanted to do. And I thought the only thing I really never did was I never got married and I never had my big Italian wedding. And <laughs> you want to know all the little details of this? Because it's yes. kind of funny. Yes. Um, so, okay. So um, I just thought, well, how am I supposed to have this? You know, it's just me by myself. I don't have a, uh, you know, I'm not involved with anybody. Now I have this diagnosis. So no one's going to want to be involved with me. And, um, and so um, I had just, I was living on a boat in California with my dogs very happily when I started um, getting sick. And so I had to sell the boat and move to land um, where um, it's more economical in Arizona mm -hmm. than California. So we moved here. And then this is where they gave me my exact diagnosis. And so I um I got that and then it was around the same time that I had to find a new um groomer in Arizona and I went to the groomers and I kinda was like upset about everything. So I kinda blurted, you know, hi, I'm new here. I just moved blah 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 from California and um you you know, I needed a new groomer and I got some bad news. And then we just kinda chit chatted and I said, you know, maybe I should just marry my dog. You know, I said, this is Bernie. I have Bernie and Spinner, but Bernie and I are like madly in love and he's my soulmate. Um, so Spinner loves Bernie and Bernie loves me. That's kind of like the hierarchy here. <laughs> and um, and so um, they took the dogs to get, they took the dogs in the back to groom. And then when I came back, they had, um, they went to the store and they bought a little blue sequins bow tie and a wedding ring and an engagement ring and they tied it around Bernie's neck um with a little sign that said marry me and um I went in to get the dogs and first spinner came out and you know oh how cute you look and they said um okay Bernie's coming out now Bernie ran out to me with this bow tie and the rings and the sign that says marry me and everyone starts clapping and crying, kind of. And yeah. I was starting to, I started to cry. I'm crying. I was like, oh my this. gosh, it was just unbelievable. I mean, I couldn't believe that people actually did that for me. Um, I'm usually the giver person and the person that always thinks about nice things for people. And I was just like so overwhelmed that somebody like really 
I don't even know the words to say. I'm going to cry again. I know. Um, that, you know well, I think like, you, like you've been a nurse for many years. So yeah. you've been like caring for other people. So it's probably not that common that the tables get turned on you. No, I mean, hardly ever, 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 ever. And so, I mean, it was just so, so nice. Um, and so it kind of got me thinking, well, gosh, maybe I should marry Bernie. <laughs> maybe we could do that. And I could have my my little wedding. So this is where it got kind of like funny, interesting. <laughs> I called, uh, I, I Googled hotels that um, had weddings that allowed dogs in the area. And I called this really nice one and I spoke with the event planner and I told him what I wanted to do. And he said, well, how many guests will you have? I said, well, I don't have any guests. Um, So I was hoping you guys could provide the guests. (laughs) And he said, we don't provide guests for weddings. And I said, well, what if we, what if it was like a dinner theater, um, you know, Italian wedding fundraiser? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have people that, you know, like to go to fundraisers for good causes? Um, Because where I live in Arizona, there's a lot of snowbirds that come here. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these snowbirds have two or three houses. And, you know, they come here and they like to go to those galas and fundraisers. But he said, no, (laughs) we don't have a list of people we could call. So I just couldn't figure out a way to make my little wedding, really. Um, And so that's why I wrote the book then. And um, I just wrote the book. It was just going to be like a little book, kind of cathartic for me. And um, yeah, all of a sudden it's in the New York Times. (laughs) It's a feature in the wedding section. When I read the story in the New York Times, and if anyone wants to read the article, um, I'll have the link on my website too. If you want to go to wherewagrepeat.com, it's all on there. Um, but when I read the article, I was like, book me a ticket to Arizona because I'm going to throw Lily a party. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, thanks. That's so nice. And I, yeah, I wish I had had more time because I like, you know, I, I wish I could have planned something, some kind of party for you because I'm sure we could get people to come out for something. But um oh. But so what you have decided to do instead is like a virtual celebration. So tell us exactly how that's working out. So actually, it's not. Oh. <laughs> so, um, you know, this all happened so fast with I, I didn't expect this to ever. Really, it was just kind of a book. And then the I, New York Times got involved. And then it became like a big, you know, like Valentine's Day thing. Um, but. Um, so wait a second, my, let's, uh, let's rewind for a second. So how did the New York Times, how did that come to be? So I asked, I, I Googled um, people who write press releases for my book. And um, I found this one lady um, and she happens to be, um, she used to be a newscaster and she writes press releases now and she has a small public relations firm. And so um I asked her if she would write a press release, and so she did. And then she said, um, you know, now it's up to you to distribute it because she said, I really don't think you can afford my services to go beyond this. Right. And so I said, okay, well, I'll figure it out. I figured out how to publish a book. I can figure this out probably. And um, But then the next day she called and she said, you know, 
I love your story so much. And she said, I'm going to give you a, a Christmas present. And she said, I forwarded your story to the editor of the wedding section at the New York Times. And they want to speak with you within 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they said they love your story so much that they wanted to have um, an exclusive and they wanted to be the ones to um, to write about it. And um, so she was just like, you don't seem very excited. And I said, well, like, I am, but I don't know. She said, do you know how big the New York Times wedding is? Oh, my God. Yeah, said, it's like a Bible for some people. Well, yeah, basically, that's what I've learned now. And I said, well, no, because I don't read the wedding sections. It's not very fun for me. <laughs> so, so anyway, so I've learned now that it's a big deal. And then to be featured, you know, like in the vow section, um, it that's like kind of huge. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so that's how it kind of came to be. Um, so one of my favorite things through like there, there's actually like two, there's one like little intro kind of article that I found online. Um, and then there's the big one. And if you don't mind, I want to read out the, the sample wedding announcement that they wrote. Oh, because I can tell you the writer was having so much fun. This is the said, most fun um, thing I've ever seen. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, he said, he, he said um, you know, he said, I, I just was, you know, working on your article. And I said, I wonder what it would sound like if this was an announcement in the New York, you know, like a New York Times announcement. And so he just started writing things. And he said that he told his publisher, his editor, and he said, I don't know if they're going to let me do it or not. I'm going to try really hard because I was laughing my head off. And then it came to be that, um, they just loved his story so much that I guess on page A2, where that second article was, is like um, he said the editors kind of get together and they say, what's the most interesting article we have in the paper um, today and the, the most interesting backstory. And he got chosen for my story. And so they let him put the um, announcement in on page A2 in his backstory, which is really amusing. But yeah, so go ahead. I was just like cracking up. Okay, well, <laughs> here it is. This this is just like the most delightful. Just this two paragraphs alone, I think, creates so much light and, and joy in the world. So here we go. Lily and Bernie were married on Valentine's Day at St. Bernard Church in New York. The Reverend Jack Russell, one of man's best friends, officiated. Mrs. Bernie, 55, who was radiant in a bone white gown, and Mr. Bernie, 54 in dog years, was fleeless in a rhinestoned collar, exchanged puptuals before a litter of family and friends. The bride who graduated from Wayne State University in Detroit was a travel nurse. The groom who graduated from obedience school works from home, keeping the yard free of squirrels. The couple met in Palm Springs, California in October 2011 during a county fair adoption for shelter dogs. He couldn't keep his paws off me, the bride joked. <laughs> like, that's just the most delightful thing I've ever read. <laughs> it was very clever of him, very, very creative. I just love it. Sorry to interrupt the interview, but I would love to see what you're doing while you catch up with the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. 
Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or snap a selfie with your earbuds in. Bonus points if it's on a dog walk and share it to your Instagram stories tagging me at tmystic. I'll keep an eye out for mentions and I would love to give you a shout out from my own account. Okay, now back to the episode. So how has being featured in the New York Times impacted you? Obviously, I reached out to you. I said, I have to talk to you on my podcast, especially with Valentine's Day coming up and everything else. Um, have you heard of other, from other people coming out of the woodwork about this? Um, yeah, um, some um, people have called and um, asked if they could do some interviews and um, a lot of people, I'm really surprised, um, have um, contacted me through the website to um, ask how they could, you know, contribute. And um, I'm personally not taking any um, donations for myself because that's not what this was supposed to be about. Right. But um, I am um, directing people to um, my causes, which are Donate Life America or to any of their local um, shelters, dog shelters. Um, I have an agreement with Donate Life America that they get a certain percentage um, of my book. And um, then I also have a percentage set aside for dog shelters that are non-funded. And on my um, website, there's an application, uh, just a short application for any dog shelter who has um, a need for um, finances. And, you know, I'm hoping that I sell a lot of books or anything in my little store so that I'll have money to share with dog shelters that, you know, don't get funded by bigger businesses or corporations. Yeah. So. um, Wonderful. So if someone wants to buy the book um, or you have a great shop stocked full of like really cute t-shirts and tote bags and things like that all at the $5dogwedding.com. And then the book's also on Amazon too. Yes. Yeah. And um, I just learned how to make it in soft cover as well because I didn't realize a lot of people didn't um, read eBooks that were contacting me. So there's, it's in soft cover too, but yeah, a lot of people have been, I mean, I just can't believe how generous everybody is just contacting me, wanting to be a part of it and donate to medical or donate to the wedding. You know, it, it helps me stay hopeful. Like this, the whole book thing kind of like helped me stay hopeful. And then the New York times just really makes it kind of look more lighthearted to go through what I'm going through, especially because I go through it alone. There is, as of right now, nobody has come forward to give me a Valentine's wedding. Um, it was in my book. Um, I wrote about um, these like fantasy weddings, you know, that I could possibly um, create that would also bring honor and awareness to my causes and then plus give me a wedding. And they're just like fictitious and funny, but you know, there's a Las Vegas drive-through wedding (laughs) and there's um, a morning show wedding with a Broadway flash mob doing the Italian, you know, wedding dance. (laughs) And, um, and then there's afternoon talk show one where there's Italian cooks and, you know, the audience is like, for example, um, my favorite wedding scenario was where the audience is filled with um, people who have donated organs or have who own or run dog shelters. 
that again um, are like non-funded ones. Right. And and so the audience members don't know that that's why they're they were invited to this um, talk show. And then there's this fun little dog wedding, you know, very Italian. And we teach the audience how to do the um, tarantella and the chicken dance. <laughs> and, you know, there's a, like just a lot of laughter and stuff. And then um, the audience finds out that they were invited there to receive all the wedding presents that the bride would normally get in a, you know, Italian wedding. You know, there's lots of presents. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. And so since this bride, fictitious bride, um, me, doesn't need um, to get all these gifts at this time in her life now, um, they're all shared with the audience. And then the audience gets introduced for being, you know, amazing people who have given of themselves and never asked for anything in return or could get anything in return, really. So they get, you know, they, they. Everybody like cheers and cries and celebrates. Those are the kind of weddings I, I put in my book. Oh my gosh, Lily, that needs to be an episode <laughs> of the Ellen Show, and I'm gonna forward this interview to Ellen. <laughs> because, oh my god, that would be awesome. I mean, that just that would be such a great fit because she really cares about animals and um and just sharing kind things that people do for one another. So um, she would be that would be like the perfect fit for this. Yeah, and that would really, that would be a dream come true because she has such a, you know, a worldwide um, reach that could really help increase the numbers of people who register to be organ donors or Mm -hmm. who um, understand the magnitude of um, the problem that we have with so many, you know, dogs in the shelters. Like writing this book, I didn't realize that in the United States alone, there were different numbers, but they were all between 6 million and 9 million dogs in shelters in the United States today. Oh my gosh, wow. And that's very upsetting to me. And it would really um, take somebody like Ellen, for example, Mm -hmm. to bring awareness. And I thought like with my book that it could help bring awareness in in a more entertaining, memorable way than just um, reading facts or, you know, like, oh yeah, there's six to nine million dogs. And then people don't, they don't talk about it. Or, you know, there's only 54% of the people in the United States that are registered organ donors, you know, but then it's just a number. So I thought that like with my book story originally, that it would be a cute way. It would be a fun way that people will, you know, talk about it at the water cooler. And then the New York times article came out and I was like, oh my gosh, I hope everybody is talking about, you know, the severity that of animals, the dogs in the shelters and people who need to register as organ donors, if, if they would. Yeah. Um, Um, It's it's such a like coincidence what you're doing because um, years ago, like 10, over 10 years ago, I used to work at an ad agency here in Pittsburgh. And one of our clients was the donate life Pennsylvania campaign. Oh my god! Um, and so I actually know more about organ donation than I probably than I should. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Because I used to do a lot of marketing for them, and we did a lot of events and a lot of awareness campaigns and and, and social media and all sorts of stuff for them. Like ten years ago, over ten years ago, I worked on that. So that's a very important message as well. Um, you know, there's no reason 
not to designate yourself as an organ donor. Yeah, it's just, and you know what, being, and you don't have to be a live donor like I am, but I will say that being a live donor, so far, it's been the most exciting thing of my life because, you know, you you leave a legacy, um, first of all, and just knowing that somebody is alive because, you know, you gifted of yourself. It's just, uh, it makes me smile all the time. It's it's so selfless and you're such a wonderful person for all that you do. Well, thank you. Um, I never really think of it like that, you know. Well, and that's what makes you so amazing because, you know, you're not in it for the fame. No, I just want, I just want to share, um, I really just want to share the statistics with people and, um, and have them, you know, help us end these these two causes that, you know, there's certain things in our power um, in today's day that we can't, we don't have any control over, but Mm -hmm. there's certain things that we do. And registering to be an organ donor is totally in our control. And, you know, getting your dog um, spayed and neutered or Mm -hmm. adopting a dog from the shelter, um, it's all in our control. And um, it, it just makes you feel so good to be able to participate in something like that. I hope everybody really thinks about it. <laughs> I Well, and I think that this audience that we have right now is very receptive because I just have found that people in the dog community and dog moms in particular is just such a compassionate group of people. And um, from what I have found, we all love to support what, what each other is doing. Yes, that's, that seems to be very true. Maybe we should all get together and have a giant wedding in one, you know, in Central Park. Yes. <laughs> we could all, we could all have a uh, dog wedding. Uh, we could all marry our own dogs. <laughs> yes. A group dog wedding. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be very fun, but it would have to be Italian. We have to have Italian food, pizza. <laughs> I have to tell you, can I pull well, all the dogs from... would be very happy about that? Cause dogs love pizza too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Um, can I plug somebody from yes. um, Lions, Tigers, and Squares Pizza in Chelsea? Oh my gosh, they don't even know me, but they have promoted my book and they have um, contacted all these talk shows themselves also. And um, they send me the nicest little messages on um, Instagram. Oh my gosh. You know, constantly they're like you know we're trying to help you you know have your wedding we're trying to get the word out for your causes and no luck yet but hang in there we have more ideas <laughs> um but yeah, um they I have mean, been, between I don't everybody, even know them. yeah between <laughs> everyone's efforts together we're gonna have a party one day but in lieu so yeah. in lieu of that tomorrow um this episode comes out on wednesday so tomorrow is valentine's day so if people would like to sort of virtually celebrate with you, they can go to your website and they can find ways to support Donate Life America or um, information about supporting their local shelters, right? Yeah. And, um, and you know, people who want to um, contribute to me, um, if you just buy something from my store, um, that will help me um, with my medical bills. Um, so, and that, that will be a huge contribution to me. Um, so, and then, you know, Wonderful. just support the other causes and go do something nice for yourself and somebody else that, um, today and <laughs> for Valentine's Day. Buy yeah. a flower for somebody else and make this, make somebody else smile. And that would make me happy thinking that people are doing nice things for other people. 
Absolutely. Well, we had a a tragic shooting in Pittsburgh in the fall. And um, after that, I organized a get together. I just invited every dog in Pittsburgh who loves to cuddle <laughs> um, to, meet, to meet at one of our local parks. And we probably had over 50 dogs come and their owners, oh, wow. some people who didn't have dogs found out about it and just came just to be around dogs because dogs, oh I just God. think are such you know, loving, pure creatures, um, that that was, you know, what I felt like I could do to, um, you know, lift everyone's spirits or just help, help people heal a little bit through the process. And so that was a very tragic situation, but for Valentine's day, you know, there's a lot of people out there who just, you know, petting a dog does make you feel better. (laughs) Um, so if, if it's even just taking your dog out to meet some people who, who don't have someone on Valentine's day, I think that makes a difference too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The power of, uh, I I just call it the power of puppies (laughs) a lot. Um, yeah, it's just, um, unexplainable actually. They don't even realize, you know, what they do for people. And it's just, it's so touching, you know, they're not selfish about it or anything. They'll just give as much love as, as you need. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess for Valentine's day, it's all about puppy love, <laughs> however, yeah, puppy love. however you can get it. Yeah. That would be awesome. Well, Lily, awesome. it, was, it was so awesome. I really enjoyed talking to you so much and I hope um, everyone who's listening enjoyed this and you're inspired to share some more love and kindness in the world. Yes. Um, thank you. Thank you, everybody. And, and thank you, Tori. This is my first time doing this. So I hope I didn't ramble too much. No, you were, you were perfect. And if, if anyone yeah. wants to connect with you, where can, what's your Instagram account? Um, it's the $5 dog wedding on Instagram and then the $5 dog wedding.com. Um, there's, you can write to me um, through the contact form um, or the $5 dog wedding at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.